Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode number 32 of the Feasible Filmcast. My name is Chris for March 7th, 2017. Today on the show, we're going to be talking a couple news stories, such as uh, the latest Power Rangers trailer. We'll be getting into some more video game news, um, casting rumors about Star Trek Discovery, and so on. And also, our main reviews will be over Resident Evil Final Chapter and A Dog's Purpose. So let's go ahead and get straight into it. Now, I thought we'd start off the top by just saying, uh, you know, thanks for everyone that's listening, commenting, um, you know, subscribing to the show. These past couple weeks have been great for the show. I know a lot of people are, you know, tuning in or more than when we started. So it's just a great thing to hear and uh, or to see, I mean. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to get in contact with me, my Twitter is at Lee Van Martin. You can hit me up there or you can email us at feasiblefilm at gmail.com where you can send in your questions for the week or comments or any of that. Uh, so do so. Uh, and also, if you wouldn't mind, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating or otherwise. And, you know, just leave some comments just so, you know, we can see how we're doing and, you know, hopefully like help promote the show to others. And like I said, like share with friends on Instagram, you know, it'll be a great big help. So thanks again for that. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. So uh, I figured we'd do um, the reviews first and let's start off with A Dog's Purpose. Now this came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was directed by Lassie Halstrom. Uh, how ironic is that, that you know, a dog's movie is directed by the first name with Lassie. So, um, but yeah, it's, Dog's Purpose, if you don't know, is basically just a movie about a dog who um, is kind of on a quest to find his uh, purpose in life, I guess. Um, it's kind of like the overall tone and you kind of, going into it not knowing anything, I think is the best way, but, you know, you know, let's just talk a little bit about it. So, the movie is is cut up into a bunch of different parts and suffice to say you know the the tone changes the dogs change from time to time but it's always the same dog so it's kind of unnerving and unsettling at first somewhat dark somewhat um forcefully putting like the tear tear jerking aspect of you know a dog passing away on you at any given moment but I think that's kind of the charm of it. You know, it, it is slightly dark that they're building, you know, a story about a kid, but it's no different than like a horror anthology, you know? You know that they're building up these characters and something bad's gonna happen to them at the end of it. So I don't see that it's any different than that. Um, as far as, um, you know, some of the acting is concerned, um, I, I mean, I, I didn't really recognize most of the characters in the movie other than, you know, Dennis Quaid. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's it's your basic, you know, family story. I think if you're going into it, you know, with some high hopes of some, you know, great pet movie that's going to say something new or say something interesting, it's not that. It's it's manipulative in a sort in a small way. You can definitely see like the red herrings creeping up at the beginning, but for the most part, it's enjoyable. It's something that you would, you know, see on a Saturday afternoon or, or whatnot, like on Netflix. I I can see this coming to Netflix 
<laughs> very soon. So, um, but yeah, overall, I'd give it a four, four out of five. Um, and like I said, it's just, it's fun. You know, it, it, it follows the aspect of the dog, of a dog through a kid's like childhood all the way up to adulthood. And, you know, just kind of the bond and the problems that arise. And there's never, <laughs> I'm kind of like talking myself out of the score now, but I mean, there, there's never a time where it's overly, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, it never feels like it, you know, it should end at any point. It's just from the outset, I just think it's a creative idea that's done well. It's executed well. It's just a well-executed movie. And I know if you go online, you know, you're definitely going to see, you know, I know, especially like on Letterboxd, you'll definitely see half star reviews, even one star reviews. And I definitely don't agree with this. It, uh, it's it's serviceable you know it, it it goes it follows a bunch of walks of life um it's highly unlikely that anything that anything could happen in this what happens in this film it's highly unlikely that it would actually happen in real life but it's just something fun to think about you know it 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 doesn't always have to be you know i mean if if a movie evokes some kind of emotion out of you um i think that's a good one you know i mean if, if it's the eye rolling emotion you get out of this, you know, it, it's definitely possible. But in my experience and then everyone I went and saw it with, we all enjoyed it quite a bit. So, um, and it's like a good, like stepping stone, you know, if you have pets of your own, um, it's good. I I would say it's a good movie for young kids to go see. So it kind of gets the ball rolling on life in general or dog's purpose. And I jokingly put on letterbox that it's tree of life with dogs. So it has, it definitely has some interesting camera angles. You know, when the dogs are running around, it seemingly puts like a GoPro on the back of their heads and as they run around. And it's just, I don't know, it's just charming. The music's good. The acting's good. And overall, you know, you have your hopes and your dreams that are in regrets all wrapped up into one movie. You know, just like something like Friday Night Lights, I guess, is what it kind of like um, reminded me of, you know. Just like the small farm aspect not a lot going along in the town other than, you know, this dog that this kid loves and wants to raise and, you know, has the father who's a drunkard and thinks that the kid is better than him and, you know, and gets into fight, fights with his wife and things like that. And so it runs the gamut of emotions, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. So I would recommend checking it out. So <laughs> on to the final chapter, the quote unquote final chapter of uh, Resident Evil came out last year, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, you know, full disclosure coming out, I, I've seen all the films, I've seen one and two the most, and now all the others I've seen once. So going into this, my my thought process on the last couple have been kind of foggy. You know, I've been, I know the series has been around for a very long time. I know it has somewhat of a following, but what I couldn't wrap my head around leaving the, the, the movie, I'll get to the review here in a second, but what I couldn't wrap my head around leaving this film was when I went and looked up the budget. Now, the budget on this film was, I believe, like around $40 million. Now, coming out of the film, I was disappointed. I'll go ahead and say that straight out. I was disappointed in the fact that um, the movie is dark, it's ugly, um, there is a resolution, but 
it's it's kind of like the avenue you'd expect um you know coming from the series and nothing really spectacular happens the action's not all that great the acting is definitely not great the editing's not that great the fast twitch motion isn't that great um the music isn't that great <laughs> there's lots of action sequences you've seen done before a million times over done much better but all that with all that said uh you know, seeing that it had a $40 million budget and what they were able to do, I actually give them, like, props. And uh, I'm definitely, after contemplating it for a while, I, I think I'm going to raise the score a little bit um, from my letter from my initial letterbox review. So we'll get that in a second. But basically, it picks up after the last one, after, you know, the White House is getting attacked by, you know, zombies and all sorts of creatures. And... Um, you know, this isn't spoiling anything. This was in like the first couple minutes, but you know, the budget constraints, the budget concerns start off right off the bat when you don't even get to see what happened in that White House battle. So Mila Jovovich is Alice, you know, the, the main character, she just kind of wakes up and is there and the turmoil has already happened. Seemingly everyone has passed away. And, you know, she is given a goal to go back to Raccoon City and there is something there that's going to help her wipe out the entire population of zombies. So that's basically the plot, you know, and you're given a device. She's given a, like a watch device that's similar to like Die Hard, you know, with the vengeance. So, you know, she's got like a it's on it or all the Die Hard movies. There's like a time crunch or speed, you know, there's that cheap device that's there that, you know, that progresses us through, tries to add tension but all in all, you know, it's just unnecessary. Um, each scene change is just, is this an exercise in fr frustration? It's just Alice going from point A to point B in a vehicle, falling off a vehicle, being incapacitated by a vehicle, getting slugged in the back of the head, but it always involves her being passed out, waking back up. <laughs> and is in a new environment, must learn about the environment, adapt to the environment, and, you know, move ahead. So she eventually meets up with, uh, like, a ragtag of mercenaries who are somehow still operating in Raccoon City. And she meets up with them, a battle ensues, and, you know, they go on to find out what the revelation is, in, is at the end, and then end credits. So everything in between is just a mishmash of quick cut action sequences, um, motorcycle races, um, and then lots of dark, muddy CG styled backgrounds that, you know, are a step up, a significant step up from something like Asylum. I'm not saying like a, like Sharknado or something, like significantly better than that. I mean, those are made to look bad. This is, you know, using its budget to its full potential, I'll say. And there's a lot of eye rolling going on. I'll be honest, you know, just with the, the bland action sequences, with the bland story, I, I mean, just nothing happens. I mean, the, the film could be told, it, it, it would be probably be better off if the movie was a short film, like a 20 or 30 minute short film. We learn just what happened with Alice. You know, she rides into the sunset or not. And, you know, end credits, move on to the next one either reboot it or, you know, continue on with a new creative team, a new vision, uh, more money, hopefully, 
and completely different actors. You know, just get someone else to touch this thing. And the run up until the end of the movie um, is there's about I would pick out about ten minutes worth of of exciting um, plot points, I guess. And it's all done in the flashbacks. You know, the flashbacks I believe are the best part. You get to learn finally get to learn a little bit about the character now. If that's satisfying to you or not, that's another story. You know, it, to me, it was okay, and uh, I didn't, I didn't really feel one way or the other when the movie was over. I was just kind of glazed over through the whole thing. It's neither here nor there. It's made a lot of money. It looks like, and I just don't see, I just don't see the appeal. <laughs> I, I, I just don't see the appeal. You know, I mean, the average score I think is like a three, three and a half. And, uh, you know, it, but it, 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 to me, it's something that would, you know, go straight to DVD, straight to Netflix, something like that. You know, it'd be, uh, you know, a, 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 it, it would be like the featured rental in Blockbuster, like it's something back in the day. It'd be something that everybody would rent and go home and, and check out. But, you know, in the theaters, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think it would do that great, but... If you look back and pull up the numbers, the, the movies have made a ton of money, especially overseas. And uh, I believe that's something that investors just don't want to really touch. You know, something that does well overseas, it's not necessarily targeted towards them, isn't a real vote of confidence to the return you're going to get here in the States. So I can see why people are kind of hands off, or I'm sorry, investors are hands off into kind of touching this thing. Uh, franchise, I mean, but I mean, if you've made this many with the same director, same actor, I think you could throw the guy a bone a bit and give him more than the than he got in the last couple films to work with, you know. Especially if it's going to be the last one, because he's want to go, he's going to want to go all out. So, like I said, I give props. I know we haven't really talked much about the movie, but there really isn't a lot to talk about. You know, if you've, if you've seen it before, you kind of know what I'm talking about here. It's, we've kind of hit on all the points here. So let's just go ahead and say, I initially gave it a two. I still think it's slightly better than that. Um, so I'll give it a two and a half, three. I, I'll give it a two and a half. I just do not have the heart from to, to bump it up to a three. But it's a valiant effort. Like I said, hopefully someone comes along, takes the reins and, and creates something brand new and gets away from, like makes a small production of it. Like kind of like a Halloween style film, you know, just get away from the big budget action stuff. Go back to um, like, you know, survivalist horror, you know. And I know every week it seems, you know, you can check and there's a, straight to DVD, straight to VOD horror film that tackles the same zombie style. But there's a way to take this franchise in, a, in an interesting way. And um, it just takes the right people, I guess, to pick it up. And it's definitely a money-making franchise. So I can't see them sitting on it for that long. So, and especially with like, you know, the Saw films coming back this year, Alien coming back this year, I can see definitely someone taking this and making it good again. So, like I said, two and a half. It was a two at first. I'm going to bump it up to a two and a half. 
Uh, I'd really be curious to hear what you guys think. So let me know what you guys think or or what, what, if I'm way off or if there's certain things that you just absolutely loved or like absolutely hated or you walked out, you know, just whatever, just let me know. I'm so curious to see kind of, you know, especially people who listen to the show, what they thought of this film. So with that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about, well, let's hit up the news first. And one of the main topics uh, this week, there's a couple things, but the main thing was is the Uncharted movie. So the writer-director, Joe Carnahan, has come out recently and talk has been talking about the Uncharted film. Now, it seems like there's a lot of buzz on this, you know, just because... The, all of the games, all the video games that have come out, you know, if you don't know anything about the video games, they're basically just Indiana Jones, you know, and, and they're very cinematic, uh, have high quality, like, like the, the quality is just the best quality you've seen in a video game. Um, the graphics are top notch. The storytelling's fantastic. The way the story is told is in such a way that's like a movie. So it's very indicative of what we see in the in the movie theaters you know it's just if that'll translate i i I don't know like i don't know how like i said the movie the games are basically indiana jones so if you're making a movie it it would basically just be a reboot of indiana jones you know and tackling something new or whatever so you know i don't know if they're going to go down the route of casting somebody young for nathan drake starting out you know, like in the third one, like showing out, showing where he came from. I'm certain there'll be an origin story because that's one of the most interesting aspects of the character, especially. Or, you know, if they'll go with a prequel first or if they'll, you know, do a movie, uh, you know, with Nathan Fillion, you know, who's a, a dead look, dead ringer for Nathan Drake anyway. And then kind of flip-flop back and forth, kind of like they did with the games and uh, go from there. But... Uh, the thrills of the of the of the game. I mean, I it's hard because the game the games are are so great, you know. So coming up with an origin story and something that's better than the games, I think would be pretty difficult. Um, especially like like you know it it having so much humor and having you know topics. I mean, we've got four games. Um, you know, and then some side stuff, of course, with the PSP and things like that, as well as, you know, all the Indiana Jones movies and, you know, other adventure movies as well. But, you know, it seemingly crosses Indiana Jones with like Bond in a way, you know, so he's a little bit more tech savvy and things like that. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what where they go with it but now it you know the script is done they're all saying it's fantastic i believe it's they're saying it's going to be rated r so we'll kind of have to see how they implement that but uh you know all of its rumors so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about when they have more news but you know i just kind of wanted to throw that out there and kind of see what you guys thought so um recently um especially with, you know, movies like Assassin's Creed, um, Prince of Persia, Resident Evil, you know, all these game uh, adaptations coming out as films. We, looks like we have, I mean, seemingly coming out of nowhere, 
we have a Just Cause movie coming out. So if you don't know, Just Cause is kind of like a Spanish version, I guess, of Grand Theft Auto. And it's more in between. It's not so much Saints Row, but it's in between Grand Theft Auto and Crackdown. So it's a little bit more crazy, a little bit more unbelievable. You know, the main character, uh, you know, Rico Rodriguez is like the guy who's like jumping on planes, jumping out of helicopters and doing all these ridiculously like acrobatic craziness. So it... uh, the games are good, you know, they're known for their like destructible environments, not really known for their stories all that much, but um, it could be interesting. You know, it, it's the same song and dance as you hear from every, you know, video game ad- adaptation. You know, it, it's something that they're hoping to turn into a franchise. There's somewhat of a fan base, you know, the games sell well, people tend to like them, they get good reviews, so why not? You know, it's a way to give creative teams something fun to bring to the movies especially, you know, with the superhero uh, movie uh, action films out there. So it's something, this will be something a little bit more lighthearted than, say, something like Assassin's Creed and Prince of Persia. So it's something, as far as the movie goes, I think it's something that could be pretty fun. So uh, the only real news we have is that Jason Momoa is supposedly going to be um, the main character. And, you know, something looks like that would fit fairly well with the adaptation. And, you know, especially if they, you know, made it, more accessible to everybody stayed away from the r i think it'd be fun the setting would be cool like you know they usually have them i think in like the caribbean somewhere so that would be you know a great uh uh, place to put it so um that's pretty much all we know about the uh um the film that they're working on so um i'm pretty excited but well you know kind of have to see how that goes um and then there really isn't anything to say about Star Trek Discovery. There, there's some Star Trek Discovery news. I kind of just want to see what everybody thinks. You know, if you've been following Star Trek for a long time, you know, you know, everybody loves the captain, you know, and, and it looks like just today they announced the Jason Isaacs uh, is going to be the captain of Star Trek, you know, Discovery. And if the name doesn't ring a bell, it's, um, what's it? It's the, uh, uh, Malfoy's dad from Harry Potter. So I don't forget. I forget what the guy's name is. It's uh, oh yeah, no, I'm sorry, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, so it's Jason Isaacs. I forget what the name is, which the name of a uh, uh, Mal, which the first name of Malfoy, the the dad's name in the movie. It's escaped me, but um, yeah. I mean, I guess there's really nothing to say. I guess you know, it's just kind of the breaking news. It just came across. You know, I'm neither here nor there. It could be good. You never know. Scott Bakula, I thought was a weird choice, and he ended up playing pretty good. So, what we'll to see with that? And then the last bit of news that we have here is we haven't really had a chance to talk about the Power Rangers film, and you know, coming from the last couple of trailers, it seems that it's going more towards they're they're target definitely targeting a more teen audience. So. They're trying to get in more viewers. They're trying to get in people who love, like, the Transformers, of course, and love, um, like, I don't know, like like superhero films, I guess. But they want something a little bit more lighthearted, something a little bit more visual. Um, but for me, you know, growing up, I was a pretty big fan. I liked, you know, the toys and, you know, watching every episode 
and kind of getting caught up in the craze. You know, it was cheesy, definitely, but, you know, it was just fun. You know, it was just something you could throw on, you know, after school or whatever. And, and you know, it was just, it was just a fun time. And it, it seems like they're trying to capture that. And I have nothing against that. It's just doesn't, it's just nowadays it seems to have passed me by. You know, the, the designs look okay. The action looks okay. Um, some of the cheesy dialogue, you know, could be just for the trailer, hopefully, and isn't um, indicative of what the final product will be. So I'm neither here nor there. Will I see it? I, I'm not 100% sure. I almost kind of want to see, uh, you know, what the reviews might be before it comes out. But, um, yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Um, like I said, uh, message us at, uh, you can hit me up. Uh, it's at Lee Van Martin. That's on Twitter. That's L-E-E-V-A-N-M-A-R-T-I-N. Leave me comments, questions there, as well as feasiblefilm at gmail.com. You can get us there. Um, next This next week, it looks like it's going to be a review of Logan, so we'll get to that. And... I believe... Oh, and the Indonesian film Headshot um, that stars the... I would butcher his name if I tried to say it, but it, it stars the the action star from The Raid, which I'm really, really looking forward to. So we'll be reviewing those this week, so stay on the lookout for those. Um, and until next time, stay feasible. <laughs>